This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashi Vega, and I want to welcome Magos Herrera to our session today. We are having another conversation, a follow-up of what was supposed to be a concert that we all know. These two years of pandemic had changed so much, but I think at the same time has offered us opportunities to use this time. And I think it's going to be part of this conversation. Magos, what a pleasure having you back. Welcome. How are you? Rashi, lovely to hear you and to be here with your audience. As you well said, it's been a challenging time, but also a huge opportunity to not only, you know, on a personal level, but also as an artist to imagine and reimagine and to see uh, what the possibilities are from every corner of the globe uh, when it comes to, you know, to create, to imagine, to share, to connect. Um, so I'm so happy that this is taking place at last. <laughs> so you were busy during this time, even though there were no opportunities to be on stage or doing live performances with, with an audience. And I think this is the continuation of that effort of continuing being inspired and, and staying true to your values of being always someone who needs to express through your art, through your craft of making music. There is a new musical production, to my understanding, that it happened because of this time of isolation. So is this a romance, right? Right. So it's it's more than um, so it's it's how how would I make make it like super clear for your audience? So basically, what we're going to be sharing it's um, music from different productions actually, because during these two years, many productions took place. So in on one hand, we released an album in you know in the darkest uh, time of the pandemic. I released an album in collaboration with composer Paola Prestini called Con Alma. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking some pieces from that album. I also got a commission from Chamber Music Americas to write original music. So we're also featuring some original music that has written during the pandemic uh, for or commissioned by Chamber Music Americas. And also uh, we're sharing some commissions that we got from American Society during the pandemic and the lockdown of these collaborations that I did with different friends around the world, including Brooklyn Ryder, Rosa Passos, Monica Saumaso. So I'm trying to condense all this material in one concert, which is what we're going to be sharing. Perfect. I'm trying to put together different aspects of what has been going on. So we got the opportunity of talk about Conalma in our last conversation, and now you have more new music and new work, and it connects with what we were exploring in our conversation previously about bringing together elements of jazz, improvisational music, and instrumentation that is more associated with chamber music and creating this blending that brings sounds, structures, and at the same time, inspiration that breaks any 
labels or any specific genres to create something that is just inspired on the, the emotions and what it can be created as a, as a collective? You know, it's, it's funny because I get, I mean, I've been making music for over 30 years and I don't think of, uh, in terms of, of genres, uh, not anymore. So my, as you well said, my point of inspiration comes from, from life, from my experiences in, in, in life, regardless the frame where I put it. And naturally my, my curiosity has taken me to explore different sounds and collaborations and and to me the the idea of collaboration which actually has a lot to do with the current conversation in life in general you know we have survived this pandemic thanks to collaboration thanks to connecting dots from isolation and you know after so many years of making music collaboration has become a source of of growth because it puts you in a in an uncomfortable situation where you can grow beyond your skin and beyond your own definition. So I have allowed myself to surrender to new collaborations and, and sounds and all this music that we're going to be presenting are framed in different formats. As you will said, you know, I am seduced by chamber music and after my collaboration with Brooklyn writer uh, dreamers album, You know, like right now, I, I can see myself surrounded by chamber music fully. And I also discovered that my timber fits very nicely and navigates very nicely within a chamber context. So the, what we're going to be presenting is actually the two ideas together. So chamber music, a, a quartet, um, but also my jazz trio. So it's a conversation <laughs> between these two worlds and obviously always with the obvious background as a Mexican. You know, there is always this Latin American thing navigating and resonating in whatever I do. But basically, yeah, it's it, I mean, I don't want to define it, but literally it's that it's a conversation between a jazz, uh, string quartet and my jazz trio. I want to also share that during the holidays and the closing of 2021, I got the beautiful opportunity of listening to a compilation of different artists singing uh, traditional and some of the not that well-known songs of uh, the Christmas repertoire uh, all over the world. And I enjoyed so much the song that you recorded that actually it has the same idea of having strings, uh, uh, a beautiful orchestral string arrangement and your voice in a rendition of a Christmas song. That's right. I'm so happy that you're bringing that up because it's such a beautiful arrangement by Gonzalo Grau, who is actually one of the arrangers at, in my album Dreamers. And, you know, the Knights, this incredible, open-minded, forward-thinking New York-based orchestra, uh, which is the Knights, they invited me to be part of this beautiful album. And this particular villancico, uh, or Christmas carol, uh, is called Asia Belén va una burra. So it's a beautiful story of this donkey going to see baby Jesus. And the arrangement is, I mean, it reflects so, so beautifully the idea of the donkey and all the things that <laughs> that finds in, on its way to see the ba baby Jesus. And it's just so gorgeous and, and beautiful. And it's the first time that I actually record a carol. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> You're listening Radio Plasma. 
and we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. I think in a way to put it, there is this concept of the, the third stream, uh -huh. which is a combination of classical structure music and right. jazz. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I really don't like to go into definitions. I mean, music is way vaster than any definition and All definitions will, I mean, now what it's the third stream will be something different in, in a month because we know that music, especially in this part of, of the globe, in, in New York and, you know, the East Coast, music evolves so fast, you know, especially this time, you know, during the pandemic, we've seen it. I mean, so everybody locked down, just creating, imagining and taking music forward even without live performances. So I, I would just say to that, that I guess in my personal search of telling stories as a storyteller, I'm just trying to connect dots of worlds that I, that I love. But again, I mean, I think this, this combination between classical music and jazz, it's been happening for so long already. So that's why I wouldn't say that it's a new trend or, you know, uh, we've seen examples of this, like, way back i mean joshua redman with 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 brooklyn writer or incredible jazz musicians playing classical music yeah i wouldn't like to to go into definitions but definitely it's it's one of my curiosities these days and and funny enough and 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 it's crazy that i didn't realize about this before you know but I, there are so many things of my artistic persona that identify with classical music that I'm, you know, I'm realizing right now, but still, you know, my heart comes from jazz too. So, but there are so many things that, that really not only, you know, my, my voice as, as timbre and um, that really identifies with many classical statements, stylistically speaking, you know. So you are going to have your concert here in, in our region of the Connecticut River Valley. And this is going to happen on February 11th at Bombix New Center for Arts and Equity in Florence, Massachusetts. But also I see that you are going to be busy after that. You are playing uh, at Brooklyn and then in Mexico City in Bellas Artes. Ay, qué alegría! <laughs> I'm so happy, um, Russia, because yes, um, you know, I've, I've been extremely careful during the pandemic not to expose myself as a singer. You know, mm -hmm. I really needed to take care of my of my instrument, and I've been very specific in where to perform during these two years. I mean, and that's why we postponed our previous concert. Uh, you know, with Laudable. But now, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing this concert on February 11th, which I can wait. It seems that the venue is gorgeous. And then we're going to do National Sawdust in Brooklyn on February 17th. And then we're going to present Con Alma in Bellas Artes and San Miguel de Allende. Mm. I hope we get the opportunity at some point to have that experience, uh, particularly of uh, what it will be the the production of uh, Con Alma and your voice along with Paola. 
sometime in the future. But I know this concert that you are bringing to us on February 11th and the combination of Con Alma plus the recent work that includes the quartet and, of course, the latest musical production, Remanso in itself, uh, just for, uh, to clarify, for, for non-Spanish-speaking folk, Remanso means backwater, which which I think is, is, is another way to, uh, to reflect on the, um, the way we have been flowing, right, with, with all the situations and still making sure that we stay in movement. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I love that you get it. Um, yeah, so Remanso, I, I, I address this concert as Remanso, a compilation of, of songs, you know, as we have shared in the interview. But I absolutely see this uh, moment of the pandemic exactly like that, you know, a place where, where we can be still, observe, uh, reflect on where we are, where we've, we've been, but also the promise of the flow, you know, the promise of the flow. And, and to me, uh, Remanso, especially the original pieces, are just reflections of our humanity and, and gratitude, deep gratitude that we're here, that we're able to express, that we're able to move on, uh, hopefully with a refreshed resolution of our purpose in life. And, and, you know, the joy to just connect to each other, uh, life. This is to me, I mean, this is not just another interview. It's just, um, the joy to celebrate that we're going to come together and celebrate music life. And, and that's huge. You know, we, now we know that we cannot take that for granted. Mm -hmm. Is there any specific projects or ideas that you may be working already for future recordings or collaborations? Well, actually, uh, you know, uh, folks, you're going to see a preview of my next album <laughs> because um, because this material, these original pieces are going to be included in my next album. And actually, the gorgeous string quartet uh, is part of, you know, our members of the Knights. And there is a collaboration that, there that we're going to be doing shortly for my next album so you guys are going to be listening to to the new work that it's going to be released in the fall so we are definitely going to keep track of that and have an update once the release is close to happen so we can go more in depth about the contents of it especially after we get the opportunity of enjoying a little tasting of it on february 11 at bombix <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your sensibility on, on reading the, you know, the spirit of the concert. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I've been thinking when, when I saw that we were finally going to have this opportunity of enjoying of your music and seeing all the things that had happened and knowing that this event is going to have such powerful energy and intimacy because of the venue I can only think good things come for the ones who wait. And I know it's going to make up for all the time we have been waiting for this moment to happen. Oh, muchas gracias. I can't wait to, to share this music with you all and, and, and to be in this special place. I mean, I, I haven't been there just yet, but it seems to be like a very um, magical room. <laughs> it, it's, it used to be a church, right? Yes. So it has that uh, ceremonial space, but at the same time, it feels so intimate and so open and universal. So it's not like completely attached to a specific denomination on, on, on what the church building use. I mean, still is because I understand they still offer services and is for different congregations, as a matter of fact. 
So there is a, a strong energy there and universality as well. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I love the idea and I love the idea of, of sharing the music in such a, also, you, you know, reflect, I mean, it's a beautiful metaphor to how music also connects and create community, you know, so it's, it's, I can wait. So what will be your message to invite uh, the audience who are still not aware or they are just beginning to make the plans for it so we can all enjoy your music on February 11 at Bombix? Well, first of all, that I can, you know, this, these are, you know, like the first concerts that I, that I performed live after last summer in New York. So it's, it's, to me, it's just the celebration of, of, of the possibility of come together. So I invite you all to, I mean, obviously we will all have all the precautions and protocols to stay safe and to enjoy music without stress, but most importantly to, to celebrate life and music as a, as one of the, of the things that, you know, express our humanity. And I can wait to, to share that with you all. This is our conversation with Mago Herrera and The concert that we will be able to enjoy on February 11th is coming and it will be at Bombix Center for Arts and Equity. This will be on February 11th at 7 p.m. And for tickets and more information, you can visit Bombix, B-O-M-B-Y-X dot live. Magos, once again, muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much for this time, for your commitment, your dedication, and your energy creating music. I know this is going to be a beautiful experience to treasure. Muchas gracias a ti, Roshi. Thank you so much. Uh, lovely to, to be here with you and your audience, and I look forward to, to meet you all and sing for you. All the information related to Magos Herrera's work, as well as how to get your tickets for Her concert at Bombix this February 11th are available in the posting of this episode on radioplasma.com. With this, we conclude our session that has been recorded online via Western Massachusetts and New York City. I'm Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.